All right, so here we are back again to talk about a very talented singer by the name of Sherry Dennis. Sherry Dennis is an R&B singer who was signed to Bad Boy in 2001. And in 2005, she... Uh, she released her first single. She also sang a lot of background and wrote a few songs for the Bad Boy label. As a matter of fact, she met Diddy in 1999. So this is just some of the guest appearances that she made when she was on Bad Boy. Mace's uh, Double Up album, she was on the track. She was on the tracks. If you want to party, all I ever wanted, no matter what, Puff, Puff Daddy, Forever, Is This the End, Faith Evans, Faithful Interlude, P. Diddy, and the Bad Boy Family, Incomplete, So Complete, Back for Good Now, Olivia, Look Around, The Notorious B.I.G., The Biggie Duets, Spit Your Game, A Black Rob, B.R., Danity Kane, Back Up, Young Jock, Flip Flop, Diddy, Outro to Diddy Rock, Machine Gun Kelly, See My Tears. Okay, so the Dana D. Kane song, Back Up, was actually originally written by Dennis herself. She's a co-writer. She's also a co-writer for the Faithful Interlude on the Faithfully album and for the Look Around track on Olivia's debut album. She's also listed as a co-writer. Now, there's an episode that you guys should see on YouTube, and um, Sherry Dennis talks about her beginnings um, from Cleveland, Ohio. She was a, originally a member of the group Spoiled, and basically, uh, she didn't get along with the other girls in the group. And so, she decided to leave Shaker Heights, Ohio, and move to New York. Uh, I guess the producer that she was working with knew Diddy and she got her feet wet and was able to make movements and there's a track called So Incomplete that it sounds almost like a reggae beat it has a lot of horns and bass there's no snare there's just a click track or a hi-hat or whatever you call it um the main reason why she didn't rise to the top of cream of the crop was simply because of artistic differences. Being that Diddy is the head of one of the most successful hip-hop labels ever, he knows what's going to work and what's not going to work. Now you see, Sherry, you know, she was a girl from the hood, so she was used to carrying herself in a certain manner. If you look at the video for I Love You featuring Jim Jones, you notice that you'll notice that most of the tattoos that she had on her arm and right around the area of her neck were airbrushed out. Basically, they wanted to give her a good girl image. And she said a lot of the things in that video, there was nothing that was her. She said the only thing that was her was the sweatsuit. So basically, um, she said that... Um, I'm trying to think. I'm sorry. She basically said that that video wasn't 
wasn't really her. She didn't say that she didn't like it, but just the whole vibe, like she had everything picked out. Diddy not only made her change her makeup, but also uh, the nail polish that she was wearing, you know, and her clothing as well. And so it was hard. But also when she originally began singing, you know, she would do feature tracks here and there. And although she was uh, signed to the label, they weren't prepping her for a studio album. And so I guess her management or somebody was like, listen, Sherry's about to leave and go back home and get a nine to five job. And so Diddy basically said like, okay, hold up. Cause I don't want to, I don't want her to leave. You know, you, you got to think about this. This is a young lady that's on one of the most successful hip hop labels ever. If she leaves, it is a breach of contract as a way to keep her on the label so that she doesn't leave it at the same time. Um, this gentleman is able to recoup. He's going to give her bread and support her and hold her down. And she said that she never had anything bad to say about Puff, despite what everyone else says. She said that he held her down. Artistically, they didn't see eye to eye. She got pissed off at some of the choices that he made. But at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of artists do not listen to Diddy's wisdom or vision. The Locks um, signed away their music rights without having a lawyer. At the end of the day, they blame Diddy. The thing is that the man runs a record label and a corporation. It is his job to make sure that his end is covered. If your end is not covered, then that's it. You know, there's nothing else to say. Um, and that goes for a lot of the artists that were on Bad Boy. Whether they were failed projects or things weren't right. You know what I mean? Like, And the labels had so many people. The label had Total. They had Dream. Danny D. Kane. Which I don't even like the name. Um, I think Estelle at one point was signed to Bad Boy. I'm not exactly sure. Day 26, um, they were another group. And then you had the band. There were some groups, yes, that, that did flop. But at the end of the day, a lot of these people were thankful for the opportunity. And as a matter of fact, Chopper, a.k.a. Chopper City, said that he had to apologize to Diddy for how he acted on, um, was it, making the band part two. And, you know, he realized at the end of the day that this dude was just, just trying to show him the business. You know, oftentimes we give Diddy a lot of flack and we say he doesn't do this right. His artists are broke. You can only make yourself broke when you don't read a contract. You know, and no one else is going to talk about their career, how it went. I've never heard Carl Thomas say anything negative about him. Faith Evans is one of the pillars of the of Bad Boy that's still standing. 112, I think up until 2006, they were still doing music. If they were doing music past that, I don't know because I wasn't hearing anything from them like that. But Sherry basically said that she missed out on certain opportunities. There was Now, there's a song that she did called I Love You, um, which was a Ryan Leslie produced track. But there was also another track that she was given called I Love You as well. And this version, she ended up giving it, well, she passed on it. 
and Faith Evans took it and made it into one of her own, and it became the number one selling single of that year. This is like 2001. And the thing is that Sherry said that by this time she had gotten fed up of doing love songs. She felt like her career was not really moving um, the way that she wanted to. And with a lot of session singers, it's hard to get yourself established as an artist when, you know, you do little choruses here and there. If you don't have a full-length song, no one is going to want to listen to you, you know. Um, currently, she goes by the name Sherry Coke. And um, as of this moment now, she uh, she has two albums, In and Out of Love, which was released in 2008, and X slash Coke, which will be released in 2020. Now, her debut album was released digitally November 13th, 2007. And by February 2000, February 26, 2008, physical copies with CDs and vinyls were released. Now, this is the problem that I have. Most of the uh, material recorded for the album was done between 2005 and 2007. I Love You was released May 1st, 2006. Look at the date that the album came out. November 13th, 2007. A year span is enough time for people to lose interest in artists. This might be something based on marketing's fault. Now, I'm going to read some of this from Wikipedia. Promotion of the third single was neglected. Due to a record label revoking budgets and refusing to grant funds for the album's future singles because of slow record sales. Due to the record label purposely releasing undership copies, which resulted in the album pacing off of the charts and remaining discontinued and an out-of-print status online, out-of-print status, and only available via streaming. Okay, so you guys, you guys have heard it there. So basically, um, the album was not pushed in the way in which she wanted. The single I Love You, it's okay, it's moderate, but it's not the best. Um, she says that she wished that she would have seen things eye to eye with Ryan Leslie because after his stint with Bad Boy, he ended up blowing up and being one of the biggest producers and singers and his career really thrived. You know what I mean? But even he started also as well. This was a very smart man. As a matter of fact, he was going to Harvard University. You know? Um, but yeah, she wished that she would have stuck with him. And she also said that because of... Uh, because of working on the album and doing the album and everything like that, that she uh, she lost time with family and friends. And, you know, she, she felt bad because it was like, it should have been different. But, you know, things happened. But uh, at the end of the day,
you know, um, I don't think Sherry saw the vision that Puff was trying to bring out with her music. And I know a lot of you guys are confused because you look at this guy. Oh, this is Diddy. Well, there was a time when I was a kid that he was going by Puff, Puff Daddy. So I just, I used the names. They're, to me, they're interchangeable. But anyway, uh, she didn't see eye to eye with him and she didn't see his vision. The same thing happened with Craig Mack. Craig Mack could have been just as big as Biggie or just as famous as Biggie and probably would have released five, six albums tops on Bad Boy. But he couldn't see Puff's vision. He felt that the music was too commercial. And you see, the problem is, is that with a lot of these artists that come into these corporations or businesses, you got to understand, you know, there is a time to be yourself. But while you're here, you're working with different people, you're doing marketing, you're doing this, you're doing that. So there's someone that's there telling you like, yo, this is what's hot right now. You need to listen up. If you don't follow that train of thought, you're not going to be popular. And that's why a lot of these guys who started out in the hip hop business being very popular, they ended up making dumb moves because they kept they they cared more about their ego than than they did about their music. And so that's why a lot of your favorite artists that used to be out years ago, you don't see them anymore, is simply because of that fact. They didn't know how to humble themselves. You know, like the um the Jay Z Jazzo situation. You know, Jay-Z was like, listen, man, join Rockefeller, you know, because here's the thing. Jazzo had been putting out albums since about 88, 89. His last effort, I want to say, was somewhere around 92. Now, he released collaborative albums, but I don't think he's ever released anything past that. So, I don't know, I guess. Excuse me. Um, I guess this started some feud between him and Jay-Z. I mean, they're good now. They've made up. But, you know, of course, Jazzo's not watched him. He will always be one of our favorite MCs from Brooklyn, from, you know what I mean, Marcy Projects. But I believe that his whole attitude was cavalier. And I honestly feel he would be sitting at the top with his brother if he learned how to humble himself. Someone is off you something. I'm pretty sure after his first album with Bad Boy, I mean, sorry, after his first album with Rockefeller Records, he could have renegotiated and gotten more money and possibly held on to his rights for his music. Because the thing is that he was working with, he was working with Rockefeller here and there, but he just didn't know how to humble himself. And so... In a matter of 20 plus plus years. Remember, Jay-Z started off as somewhat of this guy's sidekick. So they hung, hung together. They recorded songs, songs together. Their first group was HP, which was named High Potent. And then Jazzo ended up getting a deal. And so everybody was asking, like, yo, who's the skinny guy next to him? Well, let me get back to, to my main point. Sherry Dennis will always and forever be a great vocalist and background singer but that's all that people are going to remember her for 
simply because of the fact that she didn't know how to humble herself. A lot of these artists, if you do not know how to humble yourself in this business, it's not guaranteed that you're going to make money or you're going to sell an album. You know? Uh, yeah, that's that's the truth, man. You know? And so... I need people to understand that you got to relax, you got to chill, and that's it. You know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If it's not, it's not. But I'm just being real. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Have a great night.